All right, emergency podcast. Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner announced that he is entering his name in the transfer portal, but he's open to returning to Notre Dame after he considers all of his options. I'll give you my initial reaction to the news and discuss what this means for his future and the future of the Notre Dame quarterback room coming up next. You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome into an emergency edition of Locked On Irish. I'm your host, Tyler Wojak, and today we got some big news coming out of South Bend as Tyler Buckner intends to enter his name in the transfer portal. I'm going to be honest with you guys, I didn't have a ton of time to prep. I'm just reacting to this uh, almost immediately, so I'm just going to kind of give you stream of consciousness here, and then we'll kind of go through this together here and try to process everything, what this means for Buckner, why he did this, and then what this means for the future of the Notre Dame offense and specifically the quarterbacks. So as for my initial reaction... Um, I was surprised when I first saw it, but then as I thought about it more and more, it made sense because we all saw the same thing on Saturday in the blue and gold game. Sam Hartman clearly looked like the better quarterback. So we all pretty much assumed that Hartman would end up being the starting quarterback this season for Notre Dame. And it's been that way pretty much since he announced his decision to transfer over. And then when you actually see it on the field on Saturday, you're like, okay, wow, this quarterback competition that Marcus Freeman had called it and we all sort of accepted, it wasn't really a quarterback competition anymore. Sam Hartman looked like the clear starting quarterback for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in 2023. And if you're Buckner, man, that's that's a really bitter pill to swallow. This is a guy who going into last season, he won a quarterback competition. He thought he was going to be the guy for last season, this season, and potentially next season as well. So having to go through what he went through last year, dealing with the regular season ending injury with his shoulder, um, and then having to be patient, wait his turn, and then this year Notre Dame goes out and gets the best quarterback in the portal, that's really, really tough. And I think uh, the thing with Buckner is he really does love Notre Dame, and uh, I think that was clear in his announcement. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically says he really loves Notre Dame, and he is open uh, to coming back to Notre Dame once he considers some of his options. When he entered his name in the portal, you can actually uh, modify your contact preference, and he put a do not contact tag listed. What does that mean? I think he doesn't want to be approached from a bunch of different schools. I think he has a few teams in mind, and we'll get to those in a second here. Um, but as it relates to, to why he made this decision, I think he just kind of saw the writing on the wall, realized that he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback for Notre Dame this season, and his best chance at playing time, at least at Notre Dame, was an injury to Sam Hartman, which you obviously don't want. I don't think Buckner wanted that either. I think he does actually have a good relationship with Sam, but the guy wants to play, and I get that. I think sometimes we as fans, um, we underestimate how difficult it is for these players who, by the way, have dominated football at every level in their lives up to this point, like, you know, talking youth football up through high school, they were the guy. They were the best player on the field, probably the best player in their entire city. And that's how they got to this point. So then all of a sudden, when you go to college and you're not the guy anymore, it's tough to just sit on the bench and wait. That's not something that they're accustomed to. So a lot of a lot of these guys handle it differently. And I understand why Buckner would want to play uh, and play as soon as possible. One, two, um, hopefully improve his NFL draft stock, which I'm sure he wants to do one day is play in the NFL. But I also think that he really does love Notre Dame. And really, if he could pick any school to start at, it would still be Notre Dame. And that's why he's sort of leaving the door open to returning. But, 
even though he said that he he's open to coming back to Notre Dame, I really I don't think that's what's going to happen. Now it could. I'm not saying it definitely won't, and I haven't heard one thing or another that he's definitely out um, or that he's more than likely coming back. I'm just I think that he's going to get a lot of potential suitors here, and I think he's going to find a place to start um, in 2023. And if that's the case, then he's he's going to end up transferring. So who are those potential suitors? Pete Thamel of ESPN, who broke the news by the way, he suggested Alabama as a potential option. That was the big surprise for me. Like, I wasn't totally shocked that Buckner is considering transferring, but the fact that Pete Thamel immediately mentioned Alabama, and I don't think he just did that because of the Reese connection, which all we all make sense. Tommy Reese is now the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and he um, helped recruit Tyler Buckner out of high school and was at, played a big role in his development so far at Notre Dame. So when I first heard that, I was like, oh, whoa. Like, there might be, there might be something to that. I don't think that Thamel would have just immediately mentioned Alabama if he didn't have some intel that they're, that they're interested. And if you aren't familiar with what's going on with their quarterback situation, it has not been good uh, for the Crimson Tide. Both their quarterbacks, Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, both guys who were big-time recruits coming out of high school, they played in uh, their spring game. I think they call it the A game over there at Alabama, and they both did not play well. Milrow got some time last season um, filling in for Bryce Young when he went out with a shoulder injury, and he looked pretty good in that Arkansas game. Um, he's definitely a really good athlete, a really exceptional runner, kind of like Tyler Buckner, which is why uh, this is even more interesting. But Ty Simpson was considered the better passer. Um, and again, they both were throwing picks in the game, and Nick Saban didn't necessarily give a uh, a glowing endorsement for either of those quarterbacks after the game. There's also been some rumors on the Alabama message boards as well as the Miami message boards that Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke uh, could possibly transfer to Alabama. Now, he has not entered the transfer portal at the time of this recording, so that that could happen in the coming days. If that does happen, um, I think he might actually be the favorite to go to Alabama. But again, this is still very early, um, and right now, at this point in time, Tyler Buckner is the most accomplished quarterback to enter the portal during this transfer window. He's obviously not as good as Hartman and some of the other guys or hasn't done as much in college as the other guys who entered the transfer portal immediately following the 2022 season. Um, but so far, he's the best quarterback since the end of spring practice to enter his name in the portal. And a couple other schools that might be looking at him, um, TCU is one. TCU offered Buckner out of high school. They've been in the market for transfer portal quarterbacks so far. That could be an option. Stanford is another one that's been thrown around a little bit. And even though TCU just went to the national championship, they're still in a lot of turnover there as well. Um, they just lost their offensive coordinator who helped lead them to that national championship last season and Garrett Riley, who is off to Clemson. So even though they're coming off a really great season, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Now, I think of the two looking at TCU and Stanford, TCU is a far better situation um, than going to Stanford. But then again, Stanford is in California. That's where Tyler Buckner is from. And he probably is the best chance to start there because their quarterback situation and really their entire team um, is sort of a debacle right now as they enter in a new era without David Shaw as their head coach. And um, if you don't think Tyler Buckner can find a starting job in the Power Five. I'd, I'd think about that again because, um, like I said, he's going to have a lot of interest. Even though he struggled at Notre Dame, he has a lot of raw talent. He's a great athlete. We all saw that, and other teams are going to think that they can fix him. All right? Uh, that goes for a lot of things in life. There's a lot of college coaches out there who are going to see what Buckner has done. Um, as recently as the Gator Bowl game when he was uh, the MVP for Notre Dame, they're going to see what he did in that game and think, wow, you know, we got to tighten some things up here, but he could be a really quarterback for whatever school they're at. And 
Um, I think it's a real legitimate possibility. Now, if that doesn't happen, if he looks out there and he realizes that the only other options um, are entering more quarterback battles, I would think in that case he's more likely to stay at Notre Dame because why would he go to another school if he's just going to have to compete for the starting job there as well, which is the exact same thing he would be doing at Notre Dame anyway. And at least at Notre Dame, he'd be at a place that he's familiar with, a place that he's been around, and he could realistically be the starting quarterback for Notre Dame next season. If he does go to Alabama, I, I'd be shocked if they just handed the job, handed him the job right away. Now, if Buckner does go to Alabama, I would bet everything I have that one of those guys, either Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson, would then leave out the door. And you know what? That might be surprising, and you might think like, oh, this is ridiculous, but this is just what college football is today. All right, so I went back and I looked at all the Power 5 programs and what their quarterback situation is heading into 2023. I did this for another segment a while back, but what I found was really, really interesting. So going into 2023, 42 teams out of 69 in the Power 5, including Notre Dame, so 68 plus 1, are expected to start quarterbacks they got in the transfer portal. So 42 teams. That's 60%, essentially. 25 teams in the Power 5 are expected to start quarterbacks that they recruited out of high school. That's really not that many in comparison. And then there's two schools, um, I believe Virginia and UCLA, their quarterback situation is completely uh, up in the air at this point. So I don't know what they're going to do. So those numbers could change. um, But that gives you an idea of how these teams go about handling the quarterback situation at this point. It's It's just the way things are in college football. Quarterback is the most important position on the team. Obviously, we all know that. And there can only be one out there on the field. And more often than not, quarterbacks don't get hurt as much as the other uh, players in the roster because they don't get hit as much. Like the rules don't allow that. So if you're sitting behind a guy, it's going to be tough to beat him out unless that player does get hurt or they play uh, really poorly. And I think if you're Tyler Buckner here, you're looking at what Sam Hartman did in the spring game and he saw him every day in practice over the spring and he probably realized that He's not going to start this season. He didn't want to wait around another year after he just had to wait through all of last season. And even his true freshman season, I'm sure there are points where he thought he should be the starter then too. So having to wait three years in a row, especially considering the type of prospect he was coming out of high school, that's really tough, man. And I understand why he wants to look around. I hope he does come back to Notre Dame um, because I think Notre Dame really needs him, not just for this season, but also uh, next season and beyond. So I'll get to that in a second, but here's a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more on what this means for Notre Dame's quarterback situation. Grand slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, thanks again for joining me here on Locked on Irish. This is an emergency edition of the show in light of the big news that Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner is entering the transfer portal. As I mentioned before, he did say that he's open to returning to Notre Dame, but as of now, my hunch is that's not going to happen. So now we have to look at what this means for the Notre Dame quarterback room this season. And hopefully, not that much. Because Sam Hartman asserted himself as the superior quarterback in the spring game, affirming what we all expected from the moment that he announced that he was going to transfer to Notre Dame. He's one of the top five most proven quarterbacks in all of college football this season. Now, even though he hasn't done it in a Notre Dame uniform um, on the field in the fall, we saw what he could do in that blue and gold game on Saturday, and he looked exceptional. He looked like the best Notre Dame quarterback we've had in years. So if he's healthy, he's going to start and play every game. So 
the best case scenario for Notre Dame right now, assuming that Buckner does leave, is that Hartman just stays healthy and he has a phenomenal season and Notre Dame can still achieve everything they want to achieve in 2023. Because I think even though I thought Buckner um, was getting better, he was developing and he showed some things in spring practice, not always when the media was around, that showed that he was going to be a better quarterback, but still nowhere near the point where you needed to like trade reps between Hartman and Buckner as the season went along. I thought maybe there'd be some situations where Notre Dame and uh, Jared Parker, the offensive coordinator, would want to implement Tyler Buckner in the red zone, maybe some run uh, packages and things like that. Sort of what he did in 2020 as a true freshman when uh, he would come in the game and they'd run some RPO plays, but it didn't always work because the offensive line back then, or excuse me, 2021 with Tyler Buckner, but you know what I mean. Um, Unfortunately, the offensive line wasn't that great, and it was pretty predictable. Plus, he was a true freshman at the time. So I didn't know if Tyler Buckner would even be down for that. I'm sure he'd want to get on the field, but that's not really, uh, you know, if he's considering transferring, if he wants to start, that's not going to keep him back at Notre Dame is basically what I'm saying there. So I think uh, for this season, Notre Dame's got to be hoping that Hartman just stays healthy because right now the question is going to be, who is the backup? So Steve Angeli is definitely the most likely at this point in time, given the fact that he's already been with the program for a year. Steve Angeli early enrolled last season, so he's been around for a full calendar year with the Notre Dame football program. And even though Tommy Reese is gone, it sounds like the offensive scheme is going to be pretty similar for the most part. So that gives him a leg up over true freshman early enrollee Kenny Minchie. And frankly, that's concerning for Notre Dame because – Think about how much Pine struggled last season. There were some points uh, during multiple games where fans were all clamoring for Steve Angeli to come in and just provide something because Drew Pine really struggled a lot last season. And clearly, Pine was much better than Angeli or significantly more comfortable in the offense than Steve was, or else the Notre Dame coaching staff would have put him in. There were plenty of opportunities uh, for them to replace Pine when he was really uh, not playing well. The Navy game comes to mind, Stanford, a few others. Uh, but Notre Dame never did that. They, it, it was pretty clear that the coaching staff felt a lot better about Pine being out there than Angeli, and Pine wasn't always doing a whole lot to make you as a fan feel comfortable about that decision. And if you look at what Steve Angeli was coming out of high school, he wasn't really a top recruit. I think he was a very low four-star. Um, he came from a good program in New Jersey, Bergen Catholic, but I just, I don't, I'm not a believer and Steve Angeli right now. I'm. It could change. He could develop into something uh, much better. And if you look at the recent history of Notre Dame quarterbacks, a lot of the guys who weren't highly recruited ended up being the guys who did play the most. Um, look at Ian Book. He's the all-time wins leader at Notre Dame, and he wasn't even a top 500 player. Drew Pine, I don't think anyone on the Notre Dame coaching staff, once he was on campus, really expected him to start for a full season. They probably thought that he would transfer out before that. Things didn't work out that way. Um, if you want to go back to like the... 2015-2016 season, Malik Zaire was definitely considered much better than Deshaun Kaiser. That obviously did not play out that way. So I don't really know what's going to happen this season uh, when it comes to the backup. To be honest with you, I thought that Steve Angeli could potentially transfer. Now, if Buckner leaves, that's almost certainly not going to happen, at least not this year, uh, because he's got a great chance to be quarterback number two. Now, if Kenny Minchie were to come in uh, and have to play some games for Notre Dame this season, I'd expect them to have to really run a simplified offense, and that can get you through some games. And I think that Kenny Minchie could end up being a really good college football player as soon as next year even uh, because I think he's really accurate, and even though he struggled a little bit in the spring game, I'm not going to put too much stock into that. 
he was running with the twos and stuff. And it was his first time out there um, in front of a Notre Dame Stadium crowd, even if it wasn't at full capacity. There's still there's still a lot that's going on there, especially for a kid who should be a senior in high school at this point. So I don't put too much stock into that. I just look at it from the perspective of he has very little to no college experience at all. He's only been really practicing for a month. So the idea that he's going to come in, and even if he asserts himself as the backup at one point this season, if Notre Dame had to turn to him in a game, would you feel really comfortable with that? I wouldn't. Um, so that's just me. Now, again, I think Kenny Minchie could end up being a really good college football player, but as of now, I don't think you want him to be the starting quarterback at Notre Dame this year. And again, this only happens if something happens with Sam Hartman. We all now have to hope and pray that Sam Hartman can stay healthy. And I think a big reason why a lot of us really felt like Notre Dame needed Tyler Buckner to be around in the program this year is because we saw what happened last year. Like, your quarterback, any player really, is one play away from being hurt and potentially seriously hurt to the point where they can't play the rest of the season. And last year, once Tyler Buckner went down, we had to totally reevaluate the expectations for Notre Dame the rest of the way, even though Tyler Buckner didn't look great in his first two starts against Ohio State and Marshall. So if this, if this were to happen this year, if Hartman were to suffer a season-ending injury, we're looking at probably several more losses uh, that, that Notre Dame would probably suffer than if they had Hartman as the quarterback. Because I think if Hartman is, is the quarterback and he plays as well as we think he could, we're looking at potentially, you know, 10-2, and 11-1 and one season for Notre Dame. If one of these backups, Angeli or Minchie, comes in, you know, that number goes way down. And you could be looking at another 8-4 and four year, uh, maybe even 7-5 and five if things go really, really south. But hopefully that's not the case. And I felt like if Buckner were to stick around and if Hartman were to get hurt... I felt like, honestly, Notre Dame, maybe they would lose one more game, probably one more with Buckner as their starting quarterback because there is a drop-off there. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. But you'd feel a lot more comfortable with him running the offense because he's been around the program. He's a lot more talented uh, than Angeli and Minchie. And it, it just provided a sense of comfort as it relates to this season for Notre Dame that they could basically afford an injury to Sam Hartman, even if it's uh, long-term. As for next year... Buckner was definitely the presumed starter for next season at Notre Dame, but as we know, these situations are fluid. And if you're Notre Dame and you're trying to pitch Buckner on coming back and you got to say, hey, we want you to wait another year, uh, but then we think you're going to be the starter in 2024, if you're Buckner, who's to say that Notre Dame isn't going to just go out and get another transfer portal quarterback? I mean, that's what happened his true freshman season. That didn't happen his sophomore year when they made, you know, Notre Dame put all their chips in on Tyler Buckner. It didn't work out because he got hurt. And then his junior season, they're like, okay, fine, we're going to get another transfer portal quarterback. If you're Buckner, you're probably thinking, okay, great. Like, I'd, I'd like to be the starter at Notre Dame next season. But two out of the three years he's been around with the program, they've gone out and gotten a quarterback in the portal. So whether or not Buckner stays or goes, they could still do that next season regardless because there's going to be great great quarterbacks who enter the portal every single year. And if another Sam Hartman's on the board and Notre Dame could get him, I totally understand why they would want to go to him, uh, whoever that quarterback may be. All right, here's another quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll wrap things up on Tyler Buckner for the day. All right, so taking a step back here and looking at this big picture what this means for Notre Dame, not just this this year, but also next season and beyond, and also taking a look back at quarterback recruiting in recent years. I think this this doesn't just go for Notre Dame either. This goes for practically any college football program right now. I think it's practically impossible to have full control of your quarterback situation uh, year to year. You basically have to approach it one year at a time, try to stockpile as much talent in the room as possible, and then hope for the best because 
Guys are going to leave. Guys are going to come in. Guys are going to be available in the portal. Um, there's plenty of great quarterback prospects every single year as recruits, but then it's hard to keep those guys around because, like I was saying, these guys want to play, and I get it. They've dominated at every level. They think they're the man when they come into the school, and sitting behind a quarterback is just its not fun, or it's not really fun for any position, so I get why these guys want to play. But the situation is fluid, not just for Notre Dame, but all the top programs, and I think this goes back to my theory why you need to every year you need to go after and try to get – Recruit the top quarterbacks available and then go out in the portal and get the best ones because, frankly, feelings don't really matter in the quarterback room right now. You just have to be focused on getting the best player out of the ones available and then hope for the best. Now, obviously, there's going to be some unintended consequences like guys leaving, um, but that's just the nature of college football. You can't really be worried about that because – Look at what happened Notre Dame last year. That's a great case study. They opted to not get a quarterback in the transfer portal because they wanted to instill belief in Tyler Buckner and really give him a shot, and that didn't work out for Notre Dame. Had they gotten a transfer portal quarterback, Drew Pine probably wouldn't have been the starter last season. Hell, maybe that quarter that quarterback would have started over Buckner in the first place, and then maybe Buckner would have left last year. That's possible, but maybe last season would have been better for Notre Dame. It's hard to tell. Um, but this is just sort of the state of college football right now. As I said at the beginning, 42 quarterbacks in the Power Five this season. 42 starters are going to be at a second school at least or potentially even a third school for some of these guys. So this is how teams approach the portal these days. And I think uh, at this point, regardless of uh, what happens with Buckner, Notre Dame could always go in the transfer portal next season and get another guy um, out there if they they aren't believers in Angeli or Minchie. So that's always going to be on the table. And then if you look at what Notre Dame has done in recruiting as of late, they've obviously got the uh, high four-star C.J. Carr coming in next season. And even though um, I think a lot of people are really high on him, I think he's going to be a great college quarterback. We can't count on him being the guy. Like, you got to just keep keep bringing in quarterbacks, keep bringing in new guys, whether it be other high school prospects or guys in the portal. Because if you look back, and you go through, I've done this before on this podcast, but if you go through the top five and the top 10 quarterback recruits every single year, even looking at the top five, which CJ Carr, I think he's a fifth quarterback right now in his class, there's still like a 50% bust rate. So as good as I think CJ Carr is going to be at Notre Dame eventually, the idea that you can bank on him being the starter next season is that's just not a good idea. So Notre Dame is going to have to be really aggressive here. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to get a a portal quarterback this summer, because that's going to be kind of tough to swing because whoever they get is, is just going to be a backup. And a lot of the guys that go in the portal, they don't want to be the backup. That's why they're in the portal in the first place. So I don't know if Notre Dame is going to be able to get a backup transfer quarterback uh, for this season, but looking at next season, they could certainly go back in the portal and get it. Um, And I think if we really look at this in totality here with Tyler Buckner, it's really a continuation uh, of a really poor stretch of quarterback recruiting that's been going on for uh, the better part of seven years now. It even goes back a little bit further than that. So if you look at it, if Buckner does leave, uh, if he does leave for another program, he's a miss for Notre Dame. Like even though he sometimes flashed, like he didn't do enough in his career at Notre Dame to consider that a hit at all. And Buckner was a top 75 player nationally and a guy that they picked over JJ McCarthy, who went to Michigan. He just led them to a college football playoff. So that's a miss for Notre Dame. And uh, it's too early to tell on Steve Angeli uh, or Kenny Minchie, because even though I'm not super high on Angeli, it's still way too early. Like he's still technically a freshman in college. And even though he's going to be uh, a retro freshman this season or a, tr- a sophomore, um, it's too early to tell whether he's a hit or a bust. Same with uh, Minchie. And then if you look at the class of 2020, Drew Pine, definitely a miss. He was not very good for Notre Dame last season. Then he transferred out. 
Brendan Clark in 2019. I know he dealt with some injuries, but that's a miss. He wasn't even a top 500 prospect to begin with. Um, so I, I don't really think there was much hope with him. And then go back to 2018, Phil Jerkovic, another top 100 prospect who came in with a ton of hype. We all thought he was going to be a really good player at Notre Dame, and it didn't work out for him. He didn't like that he had to stay behind Ian Book for another year. He thought he was better than Ian. And then that season, Ian went on to show why that was not the case when Notre Dame went into Boston College and Ian Book thoroughly outplayed Jerkovic. And that wasn't even just the one instance. Like, if you look at their careers, uh, I mean, Phil Jerkovic is on his third school. He didn't really do anything at Boston College. And I know the line was bad. But at a certain point, if you're really that guy, you're going to start to show it. And I don't really think he has. And then you go back to 2017, Avery Davis was the quarterback recruit. He didn't even play quarterback at Notre Dame. He flipped to wide receiver. And even though he was a good player, you can't really call that a hit um, because he was playing a different position. So you got to go back to 2016 for the last hit at quarterback for Notre Dame, is, uh, last hit for a guy that they recruited out of high school. And that was Ian Book, maybe the least likely of any of these guys to pan out because he wasn't even in the top 500. And then, you know, he goes on to be the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. So Notre Dame got really lucky with him. And as I was saying earlier, like this has sort of been a trend where the guys, the top prospects who you think are going to be great quarterbacks at Notre Dame, they don't pan out uh, for whatever reason. There's a bunch of different things that we can point to here. Um, there's plenty of different excuses for each individual circumstance, but we can't make excuses anymore. This is flat out. It's unacceptable. Uh, I guess the encouraging thing at this point is the guys who recruited all these players uh, who didn't pan out are gone. I thought Brian Kelly did a lot of great things at Notre Dame, uh, but if you look at what he did as a, as a quarterback guru at Notre Dame when it came to recruiting guys, he didn't hit a lot at Notre Dame. Um, Chip Long, I thought he was a good offensive coordinator, but a lot of the guys that he recruited didn't hit. Tommy Reese, same deal. Now, if Buckner ends up going to Alabama – uh, and he follows Tom Maurice over there, that'll be, I mean, really interesting for all of us. I think a lot of us were going to be following Alabama pretty closely anyway just to see how the Reese thing worked out. Now if they add Tyler Buckner, I, I'm, I'm going to be watching every single Alabama game if Tyler Buckner is the starting quarterback at Alabama because I'm going to need to see how that works out. And I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at Buckner if he went there because he'd at least go to a coach where he's familiar with. And again, like the opportunity to be the starting quarterback quarterback at Alabama that's that's pretty enticing I don't care how you feel about uh, them as a program but I, I just think that Notre Dame here they've got CJ Carr on the way which is really good uh, I think he can be really a really talented quarterback at the college level and you hope that he can sort of right the ship going forward because Notre Dame is also going after some top prospects in the class of 2025 that's good if they land one of those guys I think things would be sort of trending in the right direction but really the thing here is like even if those guys don't work out you can always go in the portal. It worked for Notre Dame in 2021 with Jack Cohn. It, it's, it should work this season with Sam Hartman. Um, I think he's going to be the best quarterback that Notre Dame has had really since Jimmy Clausen, even though I loved Ian Book. I think Sam Hartman is a more talented passer. Based on how things are trending in college football, there's going to be some great quarterbacks in the portal next year. I don't think that's what you want to do every single year. I don't think that's a really reliable strategy because some years you get you could get burned because a guy that you recruited out of high school, they could leave. And I think it's better for guys to come in and learn the offense and develop within the same system. I think they're a lot better positioned to have success, but if that doesn't work out, you can always get a guy in the portal. And uh, we'll keep you updated here on this show going forward. Again, Tyler Buckner could return to Notre Dame. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to find another Power 5 program. 
uh, out there who who gives him a better ch- a better chance at being the starting quarterback this season. If that's the case, I wish him the best. I hope he does return to Notre Dame because uh, I like him as a player. I like his personality, and I think he's a Notre Dame guy. And I think, honestly, if Tyler Buckner, uh, if you gave him some truth serum, what does he really want to be? He wants to be the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. I think he still could be eventually, but it's probably not going to happen this year. And uh, whatever he does, I wish him the best. And I think uh, wherever he goes, he's going to have a great chance to succeed. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thanks again for joining me here on this emergency edition of Lockdown Irish. On the way out, remember, subscribe to the show, YouTube, podcast, all that, and give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Irish, on Instagram at Lockdown Irish Pod, and my personal Twitter account at Tyler Wojcik. And uh, I'll see you guys soon.